Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a volunteer leader in your local church, Ministry in Motion is here. It's here to help, to offer resources, motivate and inspire. And we're thrilled that you've joined us today. Our special guest today is Derek Morris, no stranger to viewers of Hope Channel or to viewers of Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Revolutionary Prayer. Derek, it's great to be able to do this program with you. Thanks, Anthony. And I'm excited about the topic because I think so many people view prayer just maybe as a religious obligation. Yeah. But I think that prayer, especially when we talk about as Christians praying in the name of Jesus, it is revolutionary. It is. You know, it, it, it changes congregations, it changes churches, it mm -hmm. changes individual lives, it changes families. It is, you're right, revolutionary. Now, Derek, is there some scriptures that, where you see revolutionary prayer taking place? Well, certainly, Anthony, as I think about Jesus, uh, Jesus, of course, is the model. Of course. And he was um, overwhelmed with ministry demands. And yet scripture records, I think, of the text in Mark chapter 1, where it says, a long way before dawn. I'm reading from the New King James Version mm -hmm. in Mark chapter 1 and verse 35. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So Jesus, there was something about the prayer ministry of Jesus that was... Uh, revolutionary, uh, so much so that the disciples came to him, Luke 11 says, and they said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray. Now, they already knew how to pray. They were God-fearing Jews, but I think they were saying, Jesus, teach us to pray like you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, uh, ways that move heaven. Exactly. Ways that have a living connection with the Father. And they really did experience that, didn't they? You know, not only did they see Jesus involved in his prayer life, but they experienced it. And as recorded again by Luke, particularly in the first three chapters, mm -hmm. it revolutionized them, it revolutionized their relationships, and really it revolutionized the world. Sure. And the, the impact is still there today. Right. So I, I think the breakthrough that we need, especially in the days, the troubled days in which we live around the world, is we need to abandon prayer as a religious obligation. And we need to embrace prayer as a precious gift from our Savior. Exactly. And, and, and to view it, as you said, as revolutionary, as something that could change our own hearts, our families, our, com our churches and our communities. Precisely. Now, Derek, you're known as a man of prayer. Your, your ministry, the churches that you've pastored, they, there has been revolutions that has taken place in those churches. And I'm particularly mindful of the Forest Lake Church. Can, no. can we talk through some of the things that happened there. Can, can I go back a little before that? Sure. Maybe quite a way before that, because I, I would say I had the privilege of being born in a city, Bristol, England, mm -hmm. where a great man of prayer 
had a ministry to orphans. It was a long time before I was born, but you're familiar with George Mueller. Of course. And a great, he believed, you know, it, that he could ask anything in the name of Jesus. And this is where you were born. And I was born in that city, and I think somehow as I heard that story, there was, there was stirred in my heart, oh, God, could that still happen today? And, of course, the answer is it must happen. It must happen. There must be women and men of God. I think of Francis Ridley Havergill, the great English uh, hymn writer, you know, that cried out to God for everyone in the boarding house where she was staying, you know. That kind of passionate, revolutionary prayer, it has to happen today. So I think along the journey, when I was uh, working in Sweden, uh, a lady asked to pray with me. As I knelt down, she prayed in a language I didn't understand. She laid her hands on me and she prayed in the name of Jesus. And and I thought, there's something here. This is not just a religious obligation. obligation you know, this lady has a living connection with God. Mm. So I think there were experiences along the way that stirred my heart and said, God, please, you know, let that happen. In, in my own life and ministry. So that you're saying that this was like foundational for your experience in, sure. in ministry, really? Sure. You yeah. know, I taught at, at an Adventist university for many years, then went to pastor near Loma Linda and then in Orlando. It was in Orlando that, that what I would call a prayer revival happened. But it, it, it happened, I was just privileged to be a part of it. But I think I'd at least come to the place where I said, God does not want us to do ministry without miracles. And miracles happen when we pray. That's why, again, I know you love the book of Acts. In Acts 6, you know, delegate to people with good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. But we must devote ourselves mm. to prayer yeah. and to the ministry of the word. And prayer comes first. So revolutionary prayer um, is foundational for life-changing ministry. Let me take you back there to Orlando. Were, were, you, were you content or was there some kind of holy discontent where you were looking for more? Were, were you seeking for more? What, what was happening? Well, it was Eric? very clear to my wife and to myself that God had led us there. Mm -hmm. It was during a difficult time. And yet... We believed that God had opened the path for us to be there, not because we were the most talented. I believe now it was for us to see the great miracle that God was going to do. Yeah. But we had learned enough in our experience that we realized that nothing will happen without prayer, that prayer and faith will accomplish more than any power on earth can accomplish. Exactly. And so we, we began to meet just with a small group in a little classroom with six or eight people and from that humble beginning a prayer revival began okay so you started with yourself and your wife and just a, a handful of others in a smaller room in the church yes and how big was the church in, in terms of percentage of members how many were gathering there yeah, in that yeah. prayer group well in a church of 2,600 uh, six or eight people Okay, so you, you're really with 1% or 2% of the church. Yep. Let's see what 1% or 2% of the church did when prayer 
occurred. Revolutionary prayer. We'll be right back with more of the story of revolutionary prayer. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is revolutionary prayer. And our guest, well, praise the Lord, he's one of our regulars, Derek Morris. Great to be with you, Anthony. And what a great topic. I feel so passionate about this whole topic of revolutionary prayer. Exactly. Now, Derek, just before the break, we had you and Bodil, your wife, in a room with six or eight people, a side room mm -hmm. of a big church. Yes, a church that has a congregation of... Had about 2,600 members. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you've got six or eight coming to this prayer time. Yes. Tell us the next sequence in the story. You know, some people say, is it worth devoting an hour just to that? And the answer is we do it because that's what Jesus has asked us to do. You know, could you not tarry one hour? Uh, continue earnestly in prayer, Paul says, being watchful with thanksgiving. But I, I would say to the viewers, to people watching t today, that it, it may not turn around overnight. We prayed for more than a year. And, and then there was a 40 days of prayer. And, and then we began with the 10 yeah. days of prayer. And, and young people started coming. You know, Man, I'm I, seeing your enthusiasm. But let's just <laughs> let's walk, th walk through the well, process. Well, I don't think it'll be the same for everybody. But, but just tell us the story. Yeah, well, the story, the story is that we refused to stop praying. Okay. And we're saying, Lord, we believe this is what you want us to do. You want this to be a prayer-saturated church. You know, the Bible says, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And, and, and as that began to happen, I think young people said, this is not the old boring, this is revolutionary. And young people came and then people began to bring their friends. And, and a major breakthrough happened when uh, we said, well, how do we invite people from the community to come? This isn't just a, a club for members. It's a house of prayer, Jesus said, for all people. And I think revolutionary prayer is saying that prayer is actually evangelism. So let me, let me ask, there's, there's three specific groups I'm hearing there. I'm hearing there's young people coming from the church. Sure. There's the, the, the church members themselves and community members. Now, how, what, what brought the young people to this prayer event? What was happening in the prayer event that attracted those young adults? You remember I talked to you about George Mueller, the great man yes, of faith? Yeah. He always believed that we needed to take time praising God mm -hmm. and uh, was asked one time, how, how long do you praise? He said, I praise him till my heart is glad. Mm. I think sometimes uh, we might come depressed and I've got so many problems, but the Bible says enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. And I think when you, when you make the house of prayer or your, your prayer service a time of rejoicing and looking to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, young people say, well, I want to I praise God too. I want a joyful experience and, and uh, sing songs of praise, give testimonies of praise, uh, pray prayers of praise. Uh, there's something about that that is contagious. And people say, this is different from what from what I, I remember. 
So the millennials, the kids in the church, they caught the revolution. They did. In fact, uh, they were very interested because I think there is a longing in the hearts of young people and maybe of all of us, but young people are willing to take risks mm-hmm. and they say, I need something to change in my life. Um, one of the other aspects that happened that caused people to get more community involvement was, was a ministry started making prayer quilts. Uh, but it could be anything. It could be CDs of scripture songs. That's what my wife uses. In Australia, near Brisbane, they made little promise boxes with Bible promises. But, but it was a way of saying, if you need someone to pray for you, come, we'll give you a gift and pray for you. Mm. And people began to invite their friends, their neighbors, or someone who was sick at work. My wife, I remember, invited a, a work associate who just had a baby with cystic fibrosis. Well, she invited the office manager, another medical assistant, people that would never have come to church Mm. because they said, well, this is a place where everyone can come. So that's, to me, that's revolutionary. That's that's breaking out of the mold of of a a boring uh, kind of introspective prayer service. So the the prayer group, as it expanded from six to eight... um, it was went from eight to to ten to thirty to eighty. In fact, our our largest classroom was full, uh, and we had to move into the sanctuary. And I remember a visiting uh, church leader said, uh, "Oh, are you having something? I was looking for the prayer meeting." And I said, "That that is the prayer meeting. Wow, yeah. that's a revolution." And so, was it conversational prayer, or were you in smaller groups? Mm-hmm. Walk us through some of the things that you did there with that that prayer time. If you're in a group of just six or eight people, as we have a house of prayer now in our home, eight, ten people, you might be able to pray around the circle. And I would pray a blessing for you in the name of Jesus. And maybe your wife Deborah is there, you'd pray for her. But when you have 100 or 200 people, that's not practical. So you want to break up into groups of two or three uh, so, that, so that you have 100 prayers at the same time. Now, that's not chaos because you're in a small group and you're praying together. The goal is everyone should be involved. Participation. Uh, yeah, there's no spectators. Yeah. And I remember a young professional came to me, Anthony, and she said, don't ever stop that praying in twos because she said, maybe no one's prayed for me today. Yeah. So don't just pray out there for missionaries and big things, which are mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But, but let's pray for each other. And so we put name tags on. So when I was praying, I'd know I was praying for Anthony or I was praying for Jonica or John. By name. By name. And and people would come who maybe had never had someone. They say, no one has ever prayed for me before. Mm. That's revolutionary to them. Right, okay. Now, this was obviously a a revolution in the community with the, the, the people bringing their friends. I remember a pastor came up to me. I happened to be a leader in the local ministerial association. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me and, and he said, Derek, what's happening at the Forest Lake Church? He said, the, the, the parking lot is full on Wednesday night. And, and I could only say, God's, God's at work. We're praying. Yeah, but you know, we believed in prayer before. And I, I guess that's what I would appeal to. You know, we need to do it. Yes. You know, yeah. continue earnestly in prayer. And, and, you know, I want to tell you, it was a young uh, former Muslim girl who taught me something revolutionary about prayer 
maybe we can share that story. I know we're almost out of time for this segment, but, but it, she taught me that when we pray in the name of Jesus, we can expect miracles to happen. Wow, wow. Okay. One thing I'd like to discuss more with you is how do we replicate this? How, how do we take what happened in that congregation, which was revolutionary, Mm-hmm. and make it available to, to others that would like to have the similar experience. Mm-hmm. We'll explore that right after this break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is revolutionary prayer. And our guest is Derek Morris. And, and Derek, when we're looking at what happened at Forest Lake, there, there will be viewers, pastors, you know, volunteers in their local church that would say, we, we would love to, to experience something like that. Mm-hmm. What, would, what would you say to them so that it can be replicated? Because it can be it replicated. Can. It has to be. But it has to be replicated. It's not a transplant, but there'll be some ad- adaptations and sure. so forth. But what are some of the, the, the core things that you believe can be and that you have taken to other places. And I think it's really important to realize it's not based upon a person. Exactly. Uh, Pastor Sabine Vettel, who was the pastor there for discipleship and prayer ministry, did an outstanding job leading uh, that prayer ministry. So it, it doesn't have to stop. It's not dependent on a person. But, for example, when my wife and I moved away, you know, we're now 500 miles away from that house of prayer. We can't drive there each week. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're saying we need a place. We need a house of prayer. We need somewhere where revolutionary prayer is not only accepted but encouraged and, and affirmed. Mm-hmm. And my wife um, some years ago said we have to start a house of prayer in our home. And, and there are four elements that we learned through that prayer revival experience, Anthony, that while everyone has to find his or her own way of expressing that journey, I think these are essential. Walk us through them. So what's the first of the four? So, and again, I alluded to this when we talked about George Mueller. Praise. Mm. Praise God. Jesus begins the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be your name. I mean, mm. he begins he be, in Luke 10. Mm-hmm. He says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. In verse, I think it's Luke 10, verse 20, 21. I praise you, Father. So praising God in prayer, in songs of praise, and, and in prayers of praise, crucially important. Secondly, prayer. You say, Derek, obviously, we're talking about revolutionary prayer, but, but I've been to places where people take prayer requests for half an hour. It's so boring, and there's no, I say, can we pray? Yeah. So what, what, we, what we do at our home, what we did in, in Orlando, people can text in a prayer request. They can email in a prayer request. We make a sheet of people who need prayer, but, but let's just go to prayer. Okay. As you said, and groups pray of two, the requests. Groups, yep, groups of three, groups of four. Maybe a person brings a request. Mm-hmm. They don't need the list, but they don't talk about it. They just pray. And then another person says, Lord God, I want to agree with my friend Susan. She's got a name tag, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with her request for her mother in the name of Jesus. So prayer is crucially important. And Anthony, the word is also important. But here's where we have to be careful. You know that preaching, I know you're passionate about preaching the word. I am too. But it's, it's not a house of preaching. 
It's a house of prayer. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we would take about eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes, a a short text, uh, especially on the theme of prayer. And and then we would say, say, how do we pray in response to this? Uh, at our home, we've been going through the parables of Jesus. Read it, you know, the like a mustard seed, mm-hmm. small but a great, great ending. How do we pray in response to that? And and we notice as we keep the word central that even when we're praying, that the word of God, people may open their Bible as they're praying and pray with Scripture. So Scripture is also we've got praise, Pray. prayer, prayer, the, the word. word. And, and fourthly, outreach. And, you know, I was so impressed when I went up to, to Brisbane. A little church of 12 members, six of them were part of a dynamic prayer ministry. And, and, and they would make these little promise boxes. And they must have had a computer because they customized it. And every prayer had Anthony's name on it. Or every prayer, prayer had Derek's name. You know, be strong and of good courage, Derek. Do not fear. Mm. And, and, and they would give these, they had given away 1,500 prayer wow. boxes in their little community. Now, the only suggestion I gave to them was, that's good to give it, but why not invite them to your prayer service and give it to them there and have some people gather around and pray for them. them. If it's a young man, give it to him. Ask some young men in the church, come around. And you know, those young men, they come running up because here's a brother they can pray for in the name of Jesus. It's so powerful and it's it's, it's revolutionary. So those are four essential elements. Okay. Now, you've had some experiences where, where people have come to these prayer meetings and been transformed. <laughs> Share with us briefly. Derek. You know, I remember a mother who dragged her son. He tried to hang himself. The rope broke. He said, I, she said, he needs a miracle. Wow. And I'm thinking, Lord, what can happen? We prayed for David in the name of Jesus. The next week he came back, he had his Bible. And after House of Prayer, I, I noticed a piece of paper. I said, what's that, David? He said, I'm going to have Bible studies. And I'm thinking... There is no limit to what God can do. The next week he said, Pastor Derek, I have these suicide notes. I was going to kill myself. I don't need them anymore. What should I do with them? Should I burn them? I said, no, don't burn them. Bring them next week to the house of prayer. Give a testimony of praise. Well, Anthony, you can imagine this 37-year-old, long hair like Samson, gives a testimony that Jesus has given him a reason to live. And people are like... This is revolutionary prayer. And it's exactly what God wants to see happen, not just in one city or one home, but across the planet. Now, Derek, just before we wrap up, I'd like to give you an opportunity. What would you say to a a pastor, a a volunteer leader in a local church, somebody who's associated with the church but is wanting more Mm -hmm. and is discontent with their situation. I would tell them, look at the example of Jesus. You must never be too busy to devote yourself to prayer. Have a humble attitude like the disciples who said, Lord, teach us to pray and listen to the word where it says, continue earnestly, be watchful with thanksgiving. When we do that, in the name of Jesus, miracles will happen. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Privilege to be with you. Thank you. And we want to thank you for joining us as well on this program, Revolutionary Prayer. If you'd like to learn more of what Ministry in Motion has to offer, come and visit our website, www.ministryinmotion.tv. And there you'll find every program that has ever been produced by Ministry in Motion. Our good friends of Hope Channel have been so good to us 
putting these programs together for us. Once they've been on Hope Channel, all the programs are then available on our website, www.ministryinmotion.tv. As well as all the programs, there are wonderful books that you can download for free, other resources that are very helpful for your ministry in your local church. But we want to thank you. Thank you for your ministry and thank you for joining us today. And may God richly bless you. And bye for now.